welcome to Thumcast. This is uh, James Robertson. I'm here with Mackie and Austin and Scott. We don't have Michael tonight, but we are back after a couple of weeks hiatus. And I've actually still been playing the game. It's this many months in, and I'm still playing it. I've been going after the Dragon Priest masks, because that's the main quest other than the Baron's Eye Stones that I didn't really have the patience to do. Well, uh, speaking of which, I uh, re- I had to restart my game, even though I had only done three dragon masks. I was actually really upset with the outcome of the Civil War when I helped the Stormcloaks, <laughs> and every time I would go up to the War Maiden's uh, place to do my uh, blacksmithing, the lady, uh, uh, Evandri, or whatever, uh, she would come out, and she would be like, do you remember my father who used to work for the Yarl when he was in power? Yeah, him. And she would make me feel guilty every single time and I would listen to uh, Lelia lawgiver bitch and moan about how crappy Ulfric was and how he only thinks of himself and I was like is no one happy at all that Ulfric won and it was just like forget it I'm going back and I went back to a level 17 save so I could do Oblivion Walker as well because I was at level 50 so I just went all the way back you went back from 50 to 17 yes and and to top it all off, I just refinished the the stones of Baron's Eye quest, so I could collect all those gems again. <laughs> oh, you are even more insane than I am, and that's saying a yeah. lot. <laughs> Jeez, Louise! No, I, I actually, you know what? If we're talking about that kind of thing, that that kind of sets you off in the game, that's not the thing that, as stupid as this is going to sound, I did the Assassin's Guild thing, and this playthrough I'm doing now. I'm at level 52. I've done all the major quest lines. I've done the companions. I've done the mages quests. I've done the assassins, the thieves, uh, the, the crappy little bards college ones. I've done all of them. And of all the stupid things, every time I'd go into Windhelm and I'd run into that guy, the guy who uh, first lost his first daughter to the, uh, to the killer, and then you assassinate his daughter, and then his wife commits suicide. Every time I'd go into the city, I'd hear him say, how much can one man take? And I'm like, no, you know, and I'm kind of like trying to avert my (laughs) eyes from him. So yeah, that's, that's, that doesn't get, you know, I I sided with the Stormcloaks and it didn't really bother me all that much with the whole bitching and moaning about Ulfric, but that, that thing with the, with the guy who I basically took his whole family away, that bothers me. Yeah. It's the little stuff, you know, you you, you find some guy that you've, totally screwed over like i would like yeah i would go down to the basement of solitude to finish some quests of uh the npcs that used to be in these places and they would all be sitting there hating me it's like i hate you 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 make my stomach sick i want to kill you and all this stuff and it's like wow man it's like i I really feel bad (laughs) it's funny the way this game does that you know it's on one level it doesn't have the kind of immersive characterization thing that the Bioware games are known for. I mean, you know, where you do the conversation with all your companions and whatnot. But on the other hand, it's kind of amazing to me that little crap like that really does impact us. Mackie? I can't think of a thing other than I'm really tired of Lydia sitting there and staring at me while I'm sleeping. <laughs> I totally need to mess with the creation kit because I, I looked I looked at that house the other day and realized there's this whole headspace up there that I could actually move the bed back and then because <clears throat> it's actually in bits and pieces. So I could put a wall where that table is, and she can be sitting outside, and I can sleep without her staring. Well, she's your sword and your shield. She's watching over you even as you sleep. Well, unless the Dark Brotherhood is going to break in through my roof in front of my bedroom door is close <laughs> enough. Well, spe- speaking of the house in Breeze Home, how many... Uh, uh, 
one of the things that I really like about the, the mod stuff is that there's so many cool things I've added to the Breeze Home House using the Steam Workshop. I got, you know, the Enchanter's Table. I got the basement that has the whole set. Actually, I took the one that has the bathroom in the basement, which is kind of bizarre. I, I don't know what good that does me. But it's got the whole uh, smithing thing going on in the basement. And I found that I went back to the Xbox, because I play the game on the Xbox when I'm exercising. I have an exercise bike, and I'll play the game while I'm exercising. It keeps my mind occupied and actually makes me exercise longer. But I find that I'm getting to the point where I almost can't stand playing it on the Xbox because it feels so limited compared to what I've got on the PC. I, I feel exactly the same way because I've uh, downloaded some mods for the Breeze Home as well. And I I think I downloaded two. One was for the mines and then one that put in the enchanter's table. And I think the and what's really cool is every time I download it, it's like the modders who have been working on this have continued to work and expand on it. So the mines that I had uh is now has a uh a um a fungus room or you know, where it makes ingredients for potions. They have a pool for fishing uh now and then somebody uh and then I think the one that put the enchanter's table in mine uh has expanded the top uh, bunk area so that way I have a mannequin and uh, some sword stands and they have they even put a little tiny shrine to Talos in there it's just really cool and I knew that there was this this oh I knew that there would be mods and this is what I had hoped for and and yeah so that's why I got PC I I don't know what else to say Well, there's also this: the fact that the console was there saved my neck more than once. I mean, I was—I was—I mentioned before the call. That yeah, we were, same here. That I'm doing the Dragon Priest quests, and to do that, you—it's an unmarked quest. It's not something you get an achievement or anything for. But there's a room over in Labyrinthian. If you go there, there's a room, and it's not at all obvious. But on the floor, there's a wooden mask, and there's a little note. And if you put the wooden mask on, it kind of transports you back in time to when that room was actually the way it should be. And they're all the Dragon Priest uh, sculptures in the position, you know, looking fresh and brand new, and there's uh, apparently, there's chests and things in there. They don't have anything in them. God knows if you could store things safely there. I don't know. In any case, you've got these uh, Dragon Priest stones, and you can put your masks on them. If you get all eight masks, and I haven't gotten the last one, but if you get all eight masks and put them on the stones, you get a ninth mask. And that's the one I was kind of looking to get, was that ninth mask. And then you can take all the others back. Now, the thing about the console was, there were two masks that, for the life of me, I bought every house there is to buy. And for the life of me, I couldn't remember which chest and which frickin' house I put two of my masks. Because I know I got them, but I couldn't remember where I'd put the damn things. So I finally just said, you know, screw it. I went and looked up how to get the masks, and I summoned them to my hands. <laughs> that was the easiest thing to do. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I was exactly cheating, because I knew I had gotten the blasted things. It's just that I couldn't remember where I had put them. And that's where the console really comes in handy on the PC. If you do something like that, you can go fetch them. Never mind the fact that every so often there's some NPC that you just can't figure out where the hell they are, and you can just summon yourself to them or, or, take, or bring them to you. Yeah, I had to fix a quest on the console where I had actually picked up a book at the Lost Knife uh, hideout, and it's the same book that that orc guy wants at the uh, at Winterhold uh, 
Winterholt uh, College for the Wizards. Yeah. And uh, you, I had to fix it so that way it would uh, allow me to turn in the book, even though I already had it. Which kind of sucks because they they had such a nice compensation for when if you did that uh, Bur- Burroughs quest before you go to uh, White Run and you have the Dragonstone. He's like, I want you to go get the Dragonstone. Oh, this Dragonstone? You know, and, and that was awesome. And I don't know why they didn't compensate for it that time. So maybe it's because it's a radiant quest and it's harder to do. I don't know. Every so often that kind of stuff happens. You'll find, if you look on the, the wikia, there's, there's two wikis. If you look on either one, the UESP is the one I usually use. They'll tell you numerous quests are out there where if you pick something up before you take the quest, you have to drop the stupid thing and then pick it back up in order for the yeah. oh, yeah, you've got it. <laughs> Apparently they're retarded about that kind of thing. So, I, I don't know. So, no one else is going after the Dragon Priest masks? I mean, I know I, I've gotten all but one. Uh, Austin, have you tried those? Um, I've had them for a while, all of them. All of them, okay. Now, so, I don't. I think it was the one that's uh, the, the guy that begins with an, an R, or Ragul, or something like that. There were two of these dungeons I went through, and I was going through a level 51, so I guess they were leveled up, but... I I had never before in this game been mobbed by Draugr Deathlord, Deathlords. But in one of those dungeons, I was literally mobbed by Deathlords. And I got to the point where I had to ignore the Deathlords attacking me to take out the Dragon Priest. Because the Dragon Priest had one of those stabs. I think it was the fire one. And it does 50 points of damage per second while you're standing. That's insane, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, you're taking... You're, you're getting your ass kicked by the Dragon Priest. Meanwhile... You've got four or five, I don't remember how many, it was a lot, of, dra- dra- of uh, Draugr Deathlords wailing on me. And I got to the point where I said, fine, I just have to let those guys be. Let them stand behind me and pound my dragon plate armor, which I had smithed up to oblivion. And that worked out fine. I just had to pound on the dragon priest, and then I could shout the other guys back. That was crazy, that dungeon. It was just crazy. Yeah, I found I got uh, mobbed by uh, a whole bunch of draggers when I went and did the uh, uh, Olaf's first quest. I went down in there, and you could probably do that at a very low level. So I don't know what it's like at a low level, but I went in there near level 50, and there's just like a whole army of draggers, dragger weights, dragger scourges, and dragger death wards in there. and It was ridiculous. So I, well, I, I would definitely suggest magic resistance, so that. Uh, really helps when you're uh, a warrior in this game. Well, also the Dragonbone plate smithed all the way up helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I got to the point where I was wailing on the one on the Dragon Priest, and I had a bunch of Draugr Deathlords behind me, and I was just ignoring them. And they really weren't doing much damage to me because I had the stuff. I I took. I didn't use the. Uh, uh, I didn't go all the way whole hog on this the way I've seen various people do it on YouTube. But I did do the thing where. I made myself a bunch of things that allowed me to take blacksmithing up by like 10 or 15% each side right. of the ring, and I had a necklace and I had a helmet, and I wore those, and then I drank a potion, and then I'd smith everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did that too. And I think my plate had, it was, it was well over 300 points of protection when I got it all the way up. Really? Because I've gotten it up to 1,100. Okay, so I'm not doing nearly as well as you have. <laughs> yeah. 1100 is crazy. Yeah, I think I, I think I even had to put a Fortify Heavy Armor enchantment on there as well to get it up that high. Yeah, that's the thing I haven't delved as much into as enchanting. And speaking of that, there's a, 
in the perk tree, enchanting is probably the one area that I haven't done as much of as I should. That's one that I've been trying to do more of this game, is take that up, because I noticed that even if you just do the first five down at the bottom, like every one has the ranks one to five at the bottom, if you take enchanting up the first five, things get a whole lot better. All your enchantments mm-hmm. suddenly don't suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, dual enchantments is uh, really nice as well. I mean, can you imagine having, uh, like, fortify one hand and uh, something? Or, you know, even do that with magic spells, like, uh, you know, fortify destruction and then uh, magic regen on, like, four four items. And you would have crazy power that way. Well, that was what I was hoping to get to with the mage playthrough that I was doing on my Xbox. Is I wanted to get to the point where I could give up on wearing the Archmage's robes mm-hmm. because, of course, they offer no protection. And I wanted to get to the point where I was at least maybe able to make a leather armor to start, maybe up to glass armor eventually, and then enchant the crap out of that and get the same bonuses that I was getting out of the stupid robes. So, uh, speaking of perks, do we want to talk about the sneaky perk tree? The thief tree? Sneaky? Yeah. Who's, who's got the perk tree up? I, I have it up. Okay, so why don't you get us started then, Scott? Okay, the first one on there is Light Armor, which I haven't really used, but it has Agile Defender, which increases the armor rating. Then it has Custom Fit, which is 25 armor bonus if wearing all light armor. It has Unhindered for light armor weighs nothing. Windwalker Stamina regenerates 50% faster. Deft Movement is 10% avoiding all damage from a melee attack. And matching set for additional 25% bonus if wearing match set of light armor. So those are some good ones. But well, those uh, are all in the light tree. So what, what yes. about the, the? I think we were more interested in the sneak side of this. At least it sounded like Mackie was. This, okay, I was just well, it's up. considered the light armor is under the thief stuff because. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because warriors don't run around wearing glass armor unless they want to get shattered like glass. <laughs> oh, and also, um, the the dragon scale is considered light armor. So there's that. Well, there's too. two types. There's a heavy and a light that you can. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, the, the, yeah, there's, there's the a dragon plate, plate and a dragon scale. There we go. Exactly, yeah. yeah, and that was probably the funniest thing. When I took this playthrough where I went through every tree, I had smithed myself of, you know, I, I've actually, I'm on my third set of dragon plate that I've smithed, but I made myself dragon scale when I started going through the Thief and Assassin's quest. And the worst part about that was I was doing that at relatively high level. So I'd gotten to the point where I had something like 90% skill in heavy armor, and I'd taken that tree most of the way up. And suddenly I was wearing this light armor, and a dragon would come by and just beat the crap out of me where I'd been used to just yawning and, bowing and you know, sniping them with a bow. Well, you can still snipe them with a the bow. You're just going to have to move. <laughs> well, yeah, I had to move before I could stand still. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't Take a shot, scoot, and shoot. Come on. Yeah, I didn't have to think about it before. That was the easy thing. You know, when you're wearing the heavy dragon bone plate and you're level 50, you get to the point where you're just yawning at these, even the ancient dragons you're just yawning at. All right, so over here in the stealth tree, I, I pulled from light armor over to sneak. It, you know, the thing about this is muffled movement, if you've, if you've, how much does that really do for you? If you've gone up into the Thieves Guild, or the assassin skill, for that matter. You get the armor that gives you that. How useful is it to get that? Well, if you want the rest of that branch, you kind of have yeah. to get it. Because of the way it's shaped, you have to go up that through, in, through that anyway. And I actually took it sooner. So before, before you have the armor, that's a great reduction of noise. And then when you get the armor, 
it's even an additional reduction of noise. You can practically run around, crouch down, and nobody hears a thing. The one I found I liked a lot when I played my sneak thief type character was the Lightfoot one because it was really nice when I got sent into dungeons to just ignore every <laughs> trap. Even better, you run across it directly and something's following you and it goes wham into their face. <laughs> That's always good. Yeah, of course. The thing I always loved about that was when you're doing the Thieves Guild quest and you're sneaking through and Brynjolf and Carlia tell you, this place is probably full of traps. Watch out. And then you pass <laughs> all the traps them. and they set every single one of them off. <laughs> like, fail. They're just not that stealthy. I love you guys, but fail. <laughs> Backstab looks nice. Uh, sneak attacks with one-handed weapons now do six times damage. That's a good one. Oh, if you go up that side with the Assassin's Blade, and I went up that way, where you get the uh, 15 times damage, that thing, if you're playing an Assassin-type character and, you're, and you take your sneak up the other side as well, once you've, I filled out this whole tree for this character, you get to the point where you can sneak up on anything, and nothing sees you coming. They stand directly in front of you, looking at you in the eye, and they don't see you coming. And then you pull out two daggers and just waste them. That's epic. Because you can kill <laughs> anything is. with two daggers once you get all the way up on that. I can't, say, I can't seem to make the animations for it fire off, though, because there's one I saw in the trailer however long ago. It just looks like you grabbed somebody by the chin and did the slitting the throat thing, but I can never get that to go. I've never seen that animation. I think that may have just been a promo because I have never seen that. I killed a lot of people. <laughs> okay, wait, come on. Do it, do it, do it. Like, and, no, I, yeah, and I never saw it. It never came up for me. I've gotten it to go off. Really? Yeah, I think I aimed my blade at the back of their head. <sighs> maybe, you oh. have to, maybe you have to actually be behind them. Behind them and target specifically their head or their neck or something. I have uh, I have had kill animations that are dependent on where I'm standing. Like if I'm behind someone, I'll see my character pick them, uh, put their hand on their shoulder, and bring them down on my sword. So that is pretty cool. <laughs> I think my favorite animation still is the one you get as a two-handed warrior, where you impale the guy and throw them up in the air. <laughs> that reminds me so much of what the uh, if you, if you. For those of you that play Dragon Age 2, in Act 2 when you fight the, uh, the, head, the, uh, the air, air shock, he keeps doing that to you if you get too close to him. And it's kind of nice to just do it to somebody else. Yes, for all the time somebody snuck up on me in a game and stabbed me in the back. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, the thing is, if you go up this tree, it's, it's kind of nice the way they combine the bow and the blade if you're going up this assassin side because... Sneaking up and doing 2x damage is pretty cool, but you get to the point where you're doing 3x damage with the bow, and you've smithed your bow up. Because I, I did that in one game where I was playing the assassin. I took smithing most of the way up, and I had a, I had a bow that was pretty epic. It wasn't as epic as the one I had my ranger sort of uh, warrior type half. But it was a pretty decent bow, and if you're doing 3x damage because nobody ever sees you coming, you get to the point where unless you get mobbed, Nothing can stop you because you kill half the things when they're far away. And when they get up close, you just crouch down and dagger them to death. Exactly. And if you combine that with just having a really high sneak skill on top of that, they're not going to see a thing. They're going to keep going, what was that? What was that? Yeah, I really did like going through one dungeon where I kept crouching down and one Draugr would come up to me. 
I'd stabby, 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 and they'd be dead. Another one would look around. You see the little cursor thing where it's the, the eyeball is moving, so they're looking for you. Stabby, 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 dead. And, you know, just rinse, repeat. Go through the whole thing. You've got four or five of them, and none of them ever see you coming. This is why I like sneaky. <laughs> it's like that picture you put up on uh, on the uh, share of, very early on where you had the thing with killing a dragon, I think it was, and it said sneak increase to 91. You had that within, I think, about three days of the game being out. <laughs> and I wasn't even trying to grind it. This is just as me doing normal stealth play by keeping crouched most of the time, moving slowly. In That's just your favorite uh, play style. So that's why it, uh, you, you got it up there. It's just the way that's the way you like to play it. I know, I was just shocked because in the other Elder Scrolls games when I've played, it's taken so long, so much grinding or having to get armor with a sneak increase on it or something. Well, they changed the, the, the whole way the system works is so incredibly different now than it was in Oblivion. In Oblivion, if you screwed up your initial skill set, if you just, <laughs> if, you'd never recover. I remember one I, the game I played on the Xbox... Uh, you know, my daughter was pointing and laughing at me because she played too and she was doing much better than I was. And she looked, she, she asked me, what skills did you take? She looked and said, oh, no wonder you dumbass. And that's how she described it. <laughs> <laughs> and she so, pointed out to me all the errors of my ways. But yeah, I never got past level five because I'd taken all the wrong skills at the beginning and I had no idea. But this game doesn't work that way. This, they've, they've cleaned this up a lot. They've obviously learned to kind of meld what they had from Oblivion and the older Elder Scrolls games with what they learned in Fallout. I had a mod in Morrowind that worked kind of like it does in this game. That The more you were using something, that is what would increase. Instead of you having to sit there and minimax uh, what skill, you know, like you'd have to try and get like 10 raises in one skill to get a five times multiplier on your stats and things like that. You know, and stats are gone, and you just do this, and it's just what you actually use. It's kind of hard to game it, and you don't have to game it. Yeah, what I really like about this is just the skills you use go up. That just It makes the game so much nicer, even than the Fallout games, which I like a lot. But the fact that the skills you're actually using increase, it just, it just immerses you in this so much more. And, you know, speaking of immersion, this is also why I really like the Steam Workshop, because... Like I was saying a few minutes ago, every time I go back to the Xbox, I feel like I've gone back into prehistoric days. <laughs> it just feels so <laughs> limited because I don't have half the stuff. And, you know, keep in mind that I'm playing this on a Mac using a virtual machine, so I don't have an optimal setup by any stretch of the imagination. But it's still so much nicer than it is on the Xbox because of all the stuff I can get. I mean, one of the things I took because I wanted to try some new skills was there's a, a mod out there where you can take all of your excess Dragon Souls. If you've been playing the game as long as I have, you get to the point where you have this huge pile of Dragon Souls that there's no way you'd ever spend. I think I had 25 or 30 of them at one point. And yeah, there, same here. And there's a mod out there where you can spend Dragon Souls for perks. I like that. I think he, yeah, he likes that idea. And I was going to say, uh, so here's something to do. If there was you hit level, the level cap or 50 or as close as you were going to get, and they're like, hmm, well, there's this perk. I'm missing one or two things to complete this tree. Yeah, and the thing is, that it's, it's, I was talking to Michael about this, and he said he wouldn't take that one because it sounded too much like a cheat to him. But while it is something of a cheat in a sense, they, the uh, guy who modded this actually put a limit on it. It's not one for one. You don't spend one soul and move one perk up. 
I don't remember what the exact conversion is, but as you move up a perk tree, it costs more than one soul to take that perk. So it's not complete, it's not a one-for-one one deal, one soul, one perk. It's a number of souls for a perk as you move up the tree. So the higher you get, the more souls it costs you. I think. I, oh, like if we were looking at the sneak tree and you forgot to get that last point of stealth, that might only cost one because it's at the bottom. But if you're all the way up at Assassin's Blade or Shadow Warrior, that could cost like 10 or something. I, yeah, I don't know the exact number, but yeah, it costs more than one. It, I, I went down from like 20 to 4. And I wow. took, I think I took four perks that I had, that I had missed out on. Yeah, I'd so probably it, be able to get a bunch of perks then, because I have like a hundred extra dragon souls. Sheesh. Well, you know, speaking of that, is it, it, since dragons do swoop down on you fairly frequently as you play the game through, if you want to get additional dragons for some bizarre reason, it, it, did anybody else go and kill Parthenax? No, I no. like Parthenax. How would you do that? What evil like, people are killing him? <laughs> <laughs> well, my character was that of the Assassin's Guild, so I figured he's kind of evil. So what I figured I hadn't done that before. I wanted to see how that playthrough works. So if you kill Parthenax, then you can go to the Blades, and you can bring them followers. And anybody you bring will become a Blade. And then after you bring them three of them, they'll tell you that now you can go out on a mission to kill a dragon, and all the Blades will come out to help you. And periodically, you can go back, and Esbern will say, oh, we found a dragon at thus and such a location. You can go out there and slay it, and the blades will come along with you. So, I mean, it's not great, but if you want to track down some of the locations that maybe you haven't found just by wandering, it's a way of finding those locations, because Esbern will send you there. Um, one of the companions goes and hunts dragons. I think it was Vilkis. Um, you talk to him, and he, he has a couple of different like hunting quests that he'll do, and uh, dragon slaying is one of them. And then there's uh, Arangan, Ar- God damn it. The, one of the Greybeards will tell you where the word walls are, and there's usually a dragon there too. So uh, I don't know. There's other ways of uh, hunting dragons if that's what you want. I, I, don't, I don't need an army of blades. I only need myself, really. <laughs> Well, like I said, I mainly did it because I had done a bunch of playthroughs. I had never done that, so I wanted to see how it worked out. Just a matter of, it's a completionist thing, I guess. Yeah, I, yes. I also had to kill Astrid at least just once. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had the character that I thought of as a basically good character, and I did kill Astrid. And I was very disappointed afterwards because you get a lousy 3,000 gold. Yeah, you should get something more. That guy is such a... No, I don't know. Can I say douchebag? He, but he is that Mars guy. He always no. He always sends someone else. He sends his son out. He sends you. He sends uh, soldiers to go into the. He never do, does anything himself. He is such a coward. He's not even on the boat protecting the emperor. He's out on the docks. What a he deserves to die. <laughs> so tell us how you really feel, Scott. Don't don't hold back. <laughs> do we want to get back to? Do we want to talk about uh, lock picking now? Yeah, now that's one I've never done. Who has anybody taken lock picking anywhere? I've literally no, never I taken haven't. a single. I've never taken a single perk in that tree. I'm I, good I, enough with the lock picking mini game because I'm so practiced at doing it from Fallout Three and Fallout New Vegas that I, I don't need these perks. <laughs> yes, some, and some of them don't quite make sense. Like, well, novice locks is good, I guess, to you know help you unlock good, uh, quickly, and then apprentice locks, and then there's. Quick hands, able to pick locks without being noticed, but I've never had that problem ever. And then there's Wax Key, which automatically gives you a copy of a picked lock, and I don't know why you would want that. I can't think of a reason. Um, but the next I took it. Uh, does it 
what does it do? I'm not exactly. It exactly gives you a key so that you don't have to pick the lock again. Um, I never have to pick a lock again. It's it's done. How many times has that happened in the game? Yeah, zero. Um, but the next branch is kind of good, where at least you have Golden Touch, which gives you more gold, and then Treasure Hunter, which is 50% of finding special treasure. But then again, I did Stone of Baron's Eye, which gives you lots of gems. So. <laughs> and there's up in the uh, next one, there's Unbreakable, but you know, I think there's another one that you... What do you think? I, I have 200 lockpicks, so I really need to actually yeah. break them. I don't care. If you join the Thieves Guild, you can buy virtually unlimited numbers of them because right. every single fence will have 30 or 40 at any given time. I think after a certain point in the game, I consistently my lockpicks left was just 99 all the time because I probably was carrying like 200. Where do I put 200 mm-hmm. lockpicks? I've been trying to figure this out. <laughs> well, for that matter, it's like Fallout New Vegas or Fallout where you're carrying ungodly amounts of caps and you're thinking, you know, realistically these things weigh something. And the same thing goes for the gold. You know, if you're carrying 120,000 gold pieces around. That should be very heavy, yes. Yeah, it <laughs> yes. should have some weight to it, but apparently it's weightless. I don't know. I, yeah, Unbreakable you'd think would be useful. And there have been points in the game where, early in the game, where I think that would be useful. But the problem yes. is, at the point where it would be useful, you can't get it because you need 100 skill in it. At the point and at the point you, can, you get a hunter's skill, you don't need it. Right, because you've probably been playing as a thieves' guild, and you have unlimited numbers of them anyway. So I don't know. I've never taken any of these. No, I've been mostly just using them to waste perks because I'm such a high level now that I've waste gotten everything perks? I want. Waste <laughs> The waste. hell? Waste. Listen to this. <laughs> what's, what's this word, waste? Oh, there are so many other perk trees I'd rather put things... Heck, for that matter, Pickpocket. Have, have you looked at some of the yes. cool things in there? Pickpocket has some darn cool things. The one I like, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, Extra Pockets is pretty cool, but Very. I like the poisoned one because that takes me back to Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas where you can slip... <laughs> where you what slip. is that, the Shady Sands Shuffle or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can, you can put, po- you put a poison in their pocket and it kills them silently. So if you have any poison, you know, you've probably got frostbite poison. You probably got, I have to, I have a drawer in my house in Breeze Home that has about 100 frostbite uh, potions in it because <laughs> I, I just keep getting them. You know, I can't stop myself from picking them up. So I keep having to put them in the drawer. <laughs> Everything. Well, apparently I'm like the guy in uh, the, the cartoon, the one we had earlier. brooms. On. Yeah. All the brooms, yeah. all the linens, all the... All the I, other uses I'm not crap. that bad, but I do pick up every potion, even whether I need it or not. Yeah. That's usually the first thing I drop is potions, if I'm over-encumbered. Uh, it should be the first thing I drop, but I'm not that smart. <laughs> but yeah, the Hey, there's also, also Key Master. Pickpocketing keys almost always works. That's, That's good, good, because 90% of the time if I'm pickpocketing, I'm looking for a key. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I like uh, Misdirection, which you can pickpocket equipped weapons, and Perfect Touch, you can pickpocket equipped items. That's always good. And then the, yeah, I, like, I think I'll take that. Yoink. Yeah, and like James said, I like the extra pockets <laughs> as well. Another 100 uh, expansion would be great. <laughs> Although, honestly, you don't need to take these. Uh, one of the things I did in my last playthrough, I wanted, was, I wanted to get the uh, 50 locks and 50 pick, uh, pockets picked, and I hadn't gotten that. That was the last achievement I had not gotten. And if you just keep going to Windhelm and paying the woman there to up your pickpocketing skill, if you get your base skill up into the 50s, 
and you just start running around and, pit, and pickpocketing every beggar. And the beggars have, for, for beggars, the beggars in this game have a ridiculous amount of cool stuff in their pockets. I'm not sure what they're doing there. But if you're probably buying skooma. <laughs> probably. But if, but if you go around pickpocketing beggars or go, walking into the, into the inns and pickpocketing people there, it's not that hard. It's like the mini lockpicking game, basically, although there's no mini game to it. But basically, you get to the point where if you're just trying to get it like I was, you, you get close to it. You're up around 47 or 48. What you do is you save the game, try to pick the pocket. If it fails, you restore, reload, and try again <laughs> until it works. Yep. I just took all the daggers out of the guards' pockets. Uh, see, I was doing something similar, except it was iron arrows because I, I got I ran into a guard one time and they took my iron arrows because I had like one or two stolen ones in there. They took all of them though. It's like screw you guys, I'm going to steal all my arrows back one by one if I have to. <laughs> now, 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 along the lines of all this stuff, um, I've gotten all the achievements in the game, and the last I think, other than the pickpocketing, the very last one I got because I didn't want to save the game in the state was the one where you have have a bounty of at least a thousand in every hold and the way i did that one was after talking to michael i did the same thing he did i'd walk up into each hold uh shoot arrows to guard until he died and then keep running until they stopped chasing me and i just rinse repeated through nine holds to do that the hardest part of this though was getting to the i remember when i did this in wind in uh, winter hold i accidentally killed every guard there because i kept killing the last witness and there aren't that many guards in Winterhold. And I had to go in and attack the Jarl and then run away until, you know, coming back. Finally, his second-in-command asked, you know, said in the name of the Jarl. And I discovered in that uh, Winterhold is the best jail to be thrown into if you're going to get thrown into a jail for the purpose of trying to escape. Because they throw you in a place and they leave all your equipment on you, figuring you're just doomed. So you have all your lockpicks. If you... If you're thrown in one of the other ones, you're left with one lousy lock pick, and it's a, it's, I think it's an expert lock. I, I don't know about all of them, but the one I, I went into a dungeon in, uh, oh God, I don't remember what town it was, but I went into one of the other holds prisons, and I, I got, after reloading save about 10 times, I got to the point where, you know, screw this, I'm going to go back in the save and get thrown in jail in winter hold because I know I keep all my stuff. And then you still have all your lockpicks, and you can get out of that jail pretty easy. Uh, well, and I thought uh, Dawnstar was a uh, podunk. Apparently, Winterhold's <laughs> even worse. Well, they throw you basically out on an ice flow with a bunch with a uh, bunch of frost atronachs. Oh, uh, that'll do it. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you're in a cage, but then when you get out of the cage, you've got a bunch of frost atronachs that want to come after you. But, you know, if you're level 50 and you've got all your equipment, you know, it's like... Uh, kind of... It kind of reminds me of that uh, prison planet in in Star Trek Six, where it was like this this ice planet, and if you go out into the ice, you you die. They they don't care. They don't chase you down. They just let you die out in the snow. <laughs> That's pretty much their theory. They didn't even strip any of my equipment, so there I was in jail with my dragon plate armor and my ungodly number of lockpicks, and you know all the other stuff. And so I just you know blew through two or three lockpicks, got through the lock, and then slayed all the frost astronauts. There you go. Whereas whichever other place it was that I got thrown in jail, I was like, oh, man, I have one lock pick. It's an expert lock. And to make my life easier, they've given me access to a book that will increase my lock picking skill. <laughs> <laughs> that, that might be the only use for all these lock picking skills is when you go to jail. Yeah. So 
moving on to a more useful tree, we have uh, speech, which I think it has uh, much better uh, perks. Now, have, have who's taken perks in this tree? I have. I've I taken. Have. I've taken haggling, and honestly, after a while, with the uh, with the limits, the gold limits that merchants have, it it doesn't seem as useful. And but I like uh, merchant, which is up uh, the left left branch which you can sell any type of item to any kind of merchant ah. and then there's invest which when you give 500 gold to a shopkeeper it'll increase their availability and I've been told that the Riverwood trader will have like 2,000 or 20,000 gold if you invest in them uh, and then after that is fence which can barter stolen goods from any merchant you have invested in and finally master trader which gives a thousand gold to every merchant in the world which is awesome <laughs> now speaking back to mods there is a mod which levels up the amount of gold merchants have based on your level <laughs> there you go well it might be a little overpowerful because I discovered that if you're level 50-ish Suddenly, all the merchants have 24,000 gold. Nice. <laughs> well, it makes it easier to sell off my enchanted daggers, you know, that I spammed up enchanting with uh, banished daggers, and they're like each a thousand, you know, gold. Yeah, like, <laughs> Yeah, as opposed to traipsing around to all the cities in, in, uh, in Skyrim, uh-huh. desperately trying to find a merchant with some gold, yes. Yeah, there's a cool mod for that. If you want that, you can level it'll level the merchant's gold up based on your level. Which the only thing that I find wrong with that is that it doesn't level the fences along with it. So suddenly, all the merchants have more gold than the fences. <laughs> well, that's ridiculous. The fences have to have more money. Right, which is yeah, it's it's, it's apparently they missed that. Maybe they'll fix it in a future rev of the mod, but. It is kind of a cool thing in that Bellator always has enough gold that I never have to go anywhere else. Uh, speaking of Bellator, I know there's a mod that also makes him a fence, which I think kind of makes sense since he, he's always making jokes about selling family members. <laughs> <laughs> now, along, along so, so in speech, I guess we went through that. Alchemy is the last one in this tree. This is another one that I keep thinking that I should add some of these perks because I... I you know, unless you're playing a mage, having poison to put on anything is highly useful. I I agree. This one does seem like I should put points in, but I always feel like I have other trees that I should be investing in since I'm a warrior and all that. Uh, with enchanting, blacksmithing, um, uh, heavy armor, one-handed. It's just like I I just don't I don't feel like I should put anything in alchemy yet, but eventually I will. Yeah, and other in the prior games, it was lumped in with magic skills, and it kind of fit better that way because it was an yeah. additional thing. You'd have an extra way to heal or an extra way to get other effects and things like that. And yeah, it's one of those things. I keep meaning to do stuff into alchemy so I can get up there and try some of the other things, see what all the effects are, and make like super potions. But it's a lower priority because I wanted to get sneak up and I wanted to get the bow up, and you know. I've been just trying to grind it up so I can reach the level cap. <laughs> well, I mean, one of the ones, if you go up towards the right-hand side, there's one called Experimenter, and that looks like it'd be really useful. It tells you eating an ingredient reveals the first two effects, which, you know, otherwise you're, it's completely hit or miss on something. I, I, I remember I discovered ingredients that would do things like, oh, well, fortify two-handed and resist fire. And I mm-hmm. think I made a potion at one point that 
restored health, but also did some horrible damaging effect at the same time. And I was trying to figure that one out. Some of these things, when you mix them, just make very little sense to me. But yeah, I've never put a point, not in any of the playthroughs I've gone through, have I put a single point in this tree. And it's, it's again, one of these things that I keep thinking I should put points here. Maybe if I, if I start over with a sneaky type, maybe I'll put some points there. I don't know. The best uh, potion combination, if you want to get the skill up, is uh, giant toes and wheat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's not hard to grind the skill itself up. What's hard is finding the perks to put in here. Like, if you're playing a sneak thief or an assassin type, you're probably putting skill into one-handed and sneak, early in the game at least, because you want to get to the point where you're doing the, tri- you know, the, the high-level dagger damage, and you want to get to the point where you're doing the 3x bow damage, and you want to get to the point where you can walk up to things, stare them in the face, and kill them with them never seeing you. And so, probably having light armor helps on that uh, on the sneak thief as well. Right. So where's the points that you've got left over to put in alchemy? Mm-hmm. And that's that why, is the problem. Yeah. So it's like maybe the level cap shouldn't be 81, and maybe it shouldn't slow down. You know, it's not that it slows down after level 40. You know what it is? It's that you stop gaining any experience to speak of for killing things with stuff that's already a skill of 100. So, you know, realistically, if you wanted to gain skill, you'd switch to a weapon that you're not that good with. But, of course, at level 50, you can't because you're, you're meeting monsters that are level to you. There's kind of a catch-22 going on in the game that way. I thought it just you'd had to be to viable targets. What about targets? They, I thought they just had to be viable targets. I didn't realize they had to be, like, a higher level or anything like that, just so long as you're hitting an enemy. Oh, you're, you're okay. You're right. They only have to be viable targets, but I, I don't know. I, I don't get a whole lot of pleasure out of just grinding by, say, going up to the graybeards and sneaking around them and stabbing them. <laughs> That's how yeah, I, I sneak just... to 100. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know I can do that. It just doesn't, it, it, it doesn't fill me with joy to do that. I don't know. I, I just I don't feel like I'm doing anything. And for alteration, I uh, used telekinesis on a basket and just ran around Skyrim throwing a basket around. <laughs> that was actually pretty fun. Well, yeah, that does sound like. Especially if you could aim it at a merchant's head and then steal all their stuff. I hit the Jarl of Winterhold by accident. <laughs> does he turn hostile <laughs> when you do that? Yeah, the whole town chased me out. <laughs> but I kept the basket. <laughs> Give yeah. us our basket back! <laughs> Well, I think on that note, we may have exhausted the perk tree for this for this episode. Yeah. Missed an episode? Need to subscribe to the iTunes feed? Want to join the Facebook group? Want to follow us on Twitter? Want to join the Steam group? Find all of these links and more at www.jarober.com slash thumcast. That's T-H-U-U-M-C-A-S-T. I'm going to miss my cue here because Michael's not here 
and I have to go find. So I'm going to continue the tradition of not knowing where my cue is. We'll probably talk about the enchantment tree uh, next time, I think. Or I mean, I meant the magic tree, the the, uh, the magic constellation, the wizard constellation, all those start. We're going to be off to see the Wizard of Tamriel? Yeah, I think MLS will want to be on that one because he uses destruction uh, constellation and all that. Scott, say that five times fast for the really big prize. Uh, the magic uh, nebula <laughs> with all the uh, magical constellations therein. <laughs> okay.